and feel God's presence. Amen. You know, we come in expecting we will receive. But if you can come in, my message is going to probably get out some cold because it's got our mind. So, um, I really have been praying the last couple of days, and God, I came in yesterday to pray with the prayer meeting. And as I was sitting there, the Holy Spirit spoke to me of something to add to my message. So, what I want to talk about is being a light or being a man. Yeah, I'm looking at me weird, but that's okay. You know how I am. I am weird. But God said he's peculiar people, so I'm going to fill those shoes. Amen? My scripture is going to be coming out of Matthew, the first verse. Matthew 5, it's a familiar scripture. But before we go into that, Brother Evan, you pray over, pray over Matthew 5. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for this opportunity to gather together and praise the Lord. Dear Father, touch your service this morning. Give her that wisdom and knowledge she needs to bring your message to her. Father, I ask you to touch our ears and touch our receiving hearts to where we can receive this message, this message this morning and put it in our life. Dear Lord, we all love you. And we just pray that we endure to the end. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Jamie, will you turn that fan and bow at me? Back girls high. Yes, ma'am. Matthew 5, 14, 16. Familiar scripture. But I was reading something today that says, you know, sometimes some, uh, a message can go out or, or a scripture, and it may hit Sister Jan differently than it did Sister Amanda because God knows what you need at that time from their scripture. Amen. Verse 14 said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. I want to come across. No, I come in and pray this morning, and I, I need to do it more. But when I was praying this morning, I said, Lord, give me the knowledge and the wisdom and the strength from you. I do not want Sue. I don't want you guys to see me this morning. I want you to see God working through me. And that's what we need to do as Christians. You know, so many times you get all these big, fancy preachers, and it's about them. Look at brother so-and-so. Look at so-and-so. It's not about them. So many times we... I, I done it. Oh, they have revival at the church over there, yada, yada. And so-and-so's preaching, the more the Spirit's moving. So what do we do? We run over there. I want to get a dose of that. I want to get that. Well, I got news for you guys today. That same God that they're talking about in this house today. Amen. Amen. We don't have to run to revival. I'm excited about revival. And I'm not nothing against revival. But God spoke to me. He said, you're not going to have revival until you get revival within yourself. And know what? So many, I told the Lord this morning, Lord, help me to get out of my bubble. We have, and I'm, I'm not saying I may get out of some toes, I'm not trying to hurt no feelings, but I'm just going to tell you what God spoke to me. We have all got in our comfort zone. Brother John spoke about it. We come in, we do a couple of songs, we do tithes and such matter like that. So I hope I'm not going to some message or anything, but we have got to break away from that. 
We should not come to church and be satisfied if I just sit in here and think, okay, five more minutes. They should be done in five minutes. Then we're going. I've done it, y'all. Right. And you can't tell me that y'all ain't done it. Because if you already didn't come to this altar, we need to anoint you. We have, we, we, amen? Because nothing I'm saying is not something that's not true. And I'm not trying to hurt no people. I'm just trying to tell you, we need to wake up, church. We need to be that light God, God is talking about. You will find out when you're in your deepest, darkest valley, how many have been in the valley you think, I just don't, I didn't think I was ever going to get out of it. Amen? But you know what I know something that, that you may not realize, and you probably did, but just didn't come there was still a light there. It might have just been a dim little light, but there's a light there. And that light was Jesus. Once you ask him into your heart and ask him to forgive you your sins, you become his child. And he never leaves you nor forsakes you. So when you're in that deep valley by yourself and you feel like, I just don't know how much more I'm going to take, look ahead. I got, a, I got an illustration I want to show you all here. You know, we all need to be alive. I looked for matches and I forgot to get them, so I have to use my little clicker. All of y'all know this little light. We light it. Yeah, there you go. As long as I hold that button, that light's going to shine, right? But when I let go and I move away from God, my light's going to go out. I'm not saying it's not still there. But, but if you light this candle, I'm just going to let it burn for a second. That's a problem. I said, well, I don't like That's like some people. It's kind of hard to get them stirred up. There we go. Now, as long as I don't blow that out, that candle's going to burn until the wax all burns out. That's what we need to be. I want to catch something on fire. Berlina whooped me after church because I set the altar on fire. I don't know, but maybe that'd be good if you set the altar on fire. Right? Amen? Some of y'all would get excited, wouldn't you? That's a good idea. No, never mind. <laughs> we do not have to, and we do not walk in darkness by ourselves. As long as we have Jesus in our heart. Amen? When I was sitting up here praying yesterday morning, I was sitting kind of where Damien, Brother Damien sitting. And uh, one thing I like about it, it's kind of quiet. It's peaceful. I turn my phone off. That's the big plus for a lot of us. Turn those phones off. Amen? Anyways, I was sitting there praying, and I was praying, and I, I literally went through, and I, I just pictured everybody in the church, and I, I called her name out to God, you know, and uh, I ain't saying that to brag, I'm just telling you, we've got to let it on heart, but while I was praying, in my quiet, and listening, he told me, he said, are you a match? I thought, a match. What does a match do? If you strike it, it starts a fire. Are you a match? Can you start a fire where you go for him? He said, what kind of, ask the church, what kind of fuel are you? Okay? I want to get this. So, are you a match that somebody walks up to you or comes and better yet, they come and sit beside you? Can they feel God's presence? I'm telling you, if you're full of God, people can feel it. Amen? So, are you a Amen. Amen. Or are you a wet blanket? What does a wet blanket do to a fire? It smothers it out and kills it. And you know we as Christians we can do that to people? So 
what kind of people are you? Are you that mad that somebody comes by you? Whew, there's something going on with that person. I'm like, I have sit by people. I'm like, whew, I don't want to thank God. You know what? I can have it. God's not no business. What's that word? <coughs> He's not particular. There's a word there. I can't think of it. Respecter. There you go. He's no respecter person. What he can allow to flow through a man, Sister Amanda, he can allow to flow through Brother Daniel. But yeah, he can let it flow through me. Does he affect everybody in the same way? No. I am definitely not what people would call a preacher because I am definitely a peculiar person. But that's my character. Amen? I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm weird. I'm crazy. I do weird stuff. But I do what God shows me. And he talks to me in a way that I understand. Amen? Now, Sister Man might be more sophisticated than he said. I talk to her in a sophisticated tongue. You know what I'm saying? Me, he says I'm off the wall. But I gotcha. Gotcha. Amen? He's going to talk to you in a way you understand. Not everybody comprehends what God is saying in the same manner. But we ask the good Christians that we are, wonder, well, I don't understand what Brother Matt ain't doing that. I know God's talking to him. I can feel it in my spirit. Well, maybe God ain't done working on him yet. Amen? He can work on Brother Matt in the way he knows it's going to affect Brother Matt. <laughs> and when we remember that as Christians, instead of trying to point fingers and judge somebody, remember, God's still working on me to make me what he wants me to be. I am not here to tickle y'all's funny bones. I'm not here to please you as much as I am here to please my father. Amen? We have got to focus. We have y'all, we have to God COVID, COVID has hurt us so many times because so many of us are finding it so easy. Here to work come. I'm getting my toes up because y'all gonna get mad at me. So many of y'all find it Sunday night, I'm just going to stay home and I feel like going. Why? What you stay home for in a couple hours of church, can't wait till you get out of church or do it Monday morning. Hey, I, find, I try to find excuses of God to get up and go. Yes, sir. And when I do, I'm blessed. I'm always blessed when I go and do what the Father tells me to do. Y'all can come. I got three pages of notes up here. No, that's just my outline. Number one of the questions says, are you good, am I, a good few around people? Am I a match that when people are around me, they can feel a little bit of fire? Be a breath. You said, what? I ain't talking about a breath you need a tic-tac or something. I'm talking about that breath. <laughs> you ever been to a campfire? The fire is starting to go out. You've got to add. What do you do? You've got to stir up the embers. That's what we need to be. You see somebody, maybe their fire is going out. You feel like it's dim. Be a breath to them, a fresh air. And breathe God's holy word onto them. Not your word. Not get that right, guys. Not Brother Ed's word, but God's word. Amen. That's where we get in trouble. So we think we know more than God. Don't. Help build the flame up. If you see him going through a battle, 
and maybe you can go over and say you got a mama. Sister Shelby's got two boys. And trust me, those two boys are a handful. They're boys. I, I see she's down and she's out and she's weary. Go grab those two boys and take them to the park for a couple hours. Let her have a couple hours. Maybe take a nap or something. How many been there who loves taking a nap? Since I've turned older, a nap is my best friend. Amen. My recliner is my best friend. Amen. It's never fair that falls. I'll be watching good movie and I fall asleep without. Well, I just missed that movie. But anyway, be be a, be a breath. Be a light to Amen. Don't be a wet blanket. Don't smother out the plant. Nothing's worse. And I, I've seen a pastor do this. And it, God help me. I, I never want to smack a pastor like I did this pastor one time. And it was in church. Yes, I had to pray. A little girl done something. And she shouldn't have done it. She went to a concert or something. Well, while she was at that concert, she got raped. Hmm. And the pastor had to audacity and say, it's your own fault. You shouldn't have went. I had to turn around and say, oh, sweet Jesus, help me. Don't, don't step on somebody when they're down. Do you agree with what they've done? Not necessarily. I have learned, and this is hard for me, I must admit, I have learned to try to keep my mouth shut. And anybody that knows me knows that hard. It's very hard. I got a lot of good suggestions, especially with my kids. But God has spoke to me sometimes and says, shut up. Shut up. So you know what I learned to do? I take them to the foot of the cross. God promised me that he would touch my family. So what I do? We got a situation going. I told the kids, we just got to take it to the foot of the cross. It's hard because we want, we want to help our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. So we've been there. We know what's going to happen. But what happens when we try to help them? Most of them get mad at me. won't talk to you for months. Such a bad Give it to God. Let God even do it. God can get a hold of them. If they have that little ember burning in their spirit, God can get a hold of them. Even if they don't, but mainly if they do, he can remind them. He may have to wait till they're in bed and trying to go to sleep, which he's done me many a time. He may have to wait till they're quiet, then he can talk to them. Amen? I believe when I truly turn to God and give him my all, there will always be a light for me to see. How many times You've been driving down the road or going somewhere and you can see a dim light, headlight just sort of come at you. And then just a little bitty speck. When the closer it gets, the bigger it gets. Next you know that you have the brights on blinding. You know what I'm saying? But don't, that's, what, that's the way it is with God. There's always that little light that he will, as we trust him more and turn to him more, that light will get bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter. So that he will bring us out of that valley. There is not a valley that you would go through that God would not bring you out. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's victory in Jesus. Amen. Yes. Love that song. i got to find my notes there. I'm going to tell you the best way to really grow in the Lord is to study his word. Do I, like I said before, I don't understand everything that's in the Bible. There's some stuff I'm going to like, okay, okay. But I trust it. I know that it's God's word and it's, there's a reason for it. Like I said, I don't always understand it. I'm no scholar. But I'm a child that loves the Lord. Amen. And I give him my all. Amen. 
Remember Joseph? How many of you know the story of Joseph? Look what his brothers did to him. They threw him in a well, left him for dead. Then they got him out, then they sold him. But did Joseph give up on God? He just kept trusting him. And God brought him through, and he prevailed. God showed him. He kept, even in his trial. I mean, how many of you could stand knowing that your family threw you in a well? Then sold you. I have to worry about it. They sold me to somebody. They gave me back. You know, they made me double their money to get me get rid of me. Amen. Daniel. Look at Daniel. He was sold in the lion's den. Did he give up on God? He still trusted, and yet he prevailed. God showed him. Why am I saying this? Because don't give up. Even in your darkest hour, and the lions are roaring around your feet, or you're in a well and you don't feel like you can get out, God will prevail. God will bring you out. You know, even in, when somebody dies, and you know, you're hurting within your spirit. You know, I mean, there's still days I've told somebody those days. It's still days when something, especially when something's wrong, you know, like my car was acting up. I really, really miss him because he's all, he's always there for me. If there was something wrong, he was there and got me out of it. I called him. Even my kids would say, you know, we really miss Dad because there was something going on. Even if he didn't feel like it, he would go and try to do his best to help you. Amen? But yet, I wouldn't wish him bad for nothing. Uh, I mean, yes, I miss him. But you know, I know he's walking the streets of glory. He's sitting in a fishing hole. I'll be honest with you. He's in a fishing hole with a fishing pole fishing. I know Brother Dean, that's what he's doing. But don't give up. Even in your darkest hour, there's still light. If you don't get nothing else out of this message today, just remember there's always a light. There's always a light shining. I just want us to focus on two. Is, um, God wants us to get out of our rut. How many of us can honestly say, and be honest, you don't have to raise your hand or nothing. You can nod your head up, whatever. That we've been in a rut since this COVID hit. You just feel like, what else is going to happen? And well, look at our peace. Where's everybody at? How I many since COVID that they got used to staying home? Say, hey, it's not that bad. I'll just stay home. <laughs> we need to have the desire and the hunger whenever we know there's church that we come to this house expecting something from God. I got news for you. If you come expecting, you will receive. But if you come in and say, well, I'm here. I paid my toys. I stayed awake. <laughs> Amen. So, no, God, I'll be happy with that. Well, it probably is because you're here. But he'd be happier, too, if you got up and praised him. If you got up and realized what he can do for you. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We, I, have got to pop that bubble and step out. Anybody that knows me that knows me knows I used to really be active, going and doing and stuff like that. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes when I get home and I hit that recliner, the whole world shuts down right there. My recliner has a, a curse on me, I guess you say. Once it got me, I said, you can't get up now. You've got to stay here until you go to bed. And I did it most time. But I prayed just as the Lord stir up me. Lord, pop my bubble. I want to come out. And that's what we need to do as a church. We need to realize we need to come out. Every one of us sitting there has something 
that we could be doing for God. And so many people say, well, I can't sing, I can't teach, and I can't do this. And I can't. You're still a body of Christ. You're still part of the body. Now, every one of us, <coughs> I did it again. There was a song that Hinson's used to sing, and I'll probably say it wrong, because they'll have to cut me. It's called Soul Filling Station. All the snow, what is, we call them gas stations now, but back then it's a filling station. You know what I'm saying? All of us know what that is. But it says, uh, oh, all right, I gotta get my phone. I had it on my phone. My phone right there, sitting here, my phone. There you go. I have to write notes. I told Sister Melissa, I said, when I was praying yesterday, the Lord spoke to me. He said, uh, what kind of uh, fetal are you? I said, ooh, that's good. I had to get my phone out. I got a notepad on here. I wrote on it. And uh, I typed it out, and I started praying again. But I thought, if I, I, some of y'all might be smart and remember everything. I could think of one minute, the next minute is gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It says, what we need is a soul-filling station. Full service, 24 hours a day. Just a pump in the high octane super salvation. Where a heart out of gas can fill up for a fast getaway. Amen. Michael Runs just sing that and you got that puppet part. It always tickle me. But we need to realize God is open 24 hours a day. God is that soul filling station. Now, yeah, my phone probably needs to be on the altar. Amen. Now, everybody, get your little uh, visions in your head as I speak these words. Now, you're, you are a fuel source, okay? Got your gas pump, whatever you want to call it. Okay? All of now, are you unleaded or high octane? Think about that a minute, okay? Now, I am, am struggling. And I need some fuel to help me. Now, just pretend I come over to Brother Damien and I can plug into him. Alright? Now, I've got to think, what's he going to give me in return? Is he high octane, unleaded? Or is he just some of that watered-down gas that we get in the Amen? Think about it. If somebody walked up to you and plugged into you for some resource or some fuel or some gasoline or whatever, what are they going to get out of you? Amen? I don't know if they have a crazy juice. That's probably what they get from me. You know what I'm oh, be careful. The bad thing about it, my kids laugh at me, but they inherited it too. They got my jeans, and then my grandkids got it. I got some grandkids that definitely prove it, that they're crazy like they're not. But think about it, church. What are you feeling? What's in you? What can somebody, what, 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 what would be possible if I could plug into you? What could I get from you? You think, well, that's crazy. It might be, but you might be the only person that can reach out and touch somebody. Mamas, grandmas, how many times have you talked to your kids over and over and over about something? And you're ready to choke them. Amen. Y'all following me? Yeah, they go. And then Brother John walks in 
and tell them, oh, you're going to do so and so. Okay, I'll do it. You know, like, I've been talking to him for days over this. It's happened. I've had it. I'm going to like, really? Oh, guess what, brother? So and so just told me. He told me I did it. What do you think I've been telling you for the last week? How many times did God do that to us? You know what I'm saying? Why I'm saying that? How many times has God spoke to you over and over and over? And all at once, this has happened to me. I've had something in my mind. I can't comprehend it. And say, Brother Leon gets up here and starts preaching, and bingo! Got it. Amen? Have you ever done that? You think, that's what that is. I've been there. Oh, okay. I got you. That's why it's important to stay together and be in unity with one another. Because sometimes what I say, believe it or not, you might get something out of it. Amen? And sometimes you might think, no Lord help me. Amen? I am nothing. I am nothing, absolutely nothing but God. Some people try to think they're above others. Those are the kind, sometimes I like to kick their stool off under them. Because God created us all equal. Some people can speak the word more elegant and, I don't know, plain or something, I don't know. They, I, I've heard preachers preach it. Well, you know, they know that word of God. They're good. But they're no better than I am. Amen? As long as you love the Lord and you speak it from his word, you can't go wrong. Flip over to John 8 and 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. So I told you. But shall have the light of life. I told you. You're never walking alone in darkness. How many of you, you go to bed, you turn all the lights off, at first you can't see nothing. Because you know, your eyes have to adjust. But once you adjust, you can see images. I do anyway, so I think they ain't there sometimes. I scare myself worse than the bed. But in my house, I got a, a candle deal and it lights up in the front room. So when I'm not in my bed, down the hall, I can see that I know there's a light there. Well, by looking into my sewing room, I can see a little blue light from the computer plug-in deal. You know, if you look at my clock lights up. So if you look around, there's always something kind of lighting up your way. How many of you honestly look in your house, totally darkness, but there's something with a light somewhere, a little light shining, maybe a hall light or whatever. That's the way God is. There's always a light shining. What happens in this situation, when we're in that darkness, and we feel like we can't see, we're looking in the wrong direction. So stop and look around. Allow God to guide you in the way he wants you to go. God is going to. I ain't going to say he's wanting to. God is going to do something in the Jesus is Lord Family Worship Center. I told him yesterday, I was going to the fellowship hall to do some straightening up. I said, God is fixing to bring some families in. God is fixing to do something in this church. Why? Because we are praying and seeking him. We may come in and we may, I, you know, I, I might pray 30, 30 minutes yesterday. But I took the time, I sat, and I reverenced God, and I listened to him. And while I was praying, he spoke to me. 
Some of you might not realize when you're praying and, and, and in your spirit you start hearing something or you can kind of feel it. You think, oh, okay, that's God speaking to you. He don't have to get in a real loud voice and say, hey, Damien, you need to do this. He may, say, he may just speak to Damien's spirit and say, hey, Damien, I want you to go next door and help your neighbor. Amen? It don't have to be. Most of the time God talks to you in a sweet, subtle voice. He gets me a lot of times, like I said, when I'm going to bed trying to sleep. He gets me because he knows I, don't, I, I want to go to sleep. I, I'm a, I get very grumpy when I get woke up. Amen? But he knows that's when I'm going to be quiet long enough. I got everything shut off, the TV shut off. I'm in that quiet, stillness of the night, and he talks to me. If you're going through a battle, and you're going through a valley, take the time and stop and listen to what God may want to speak to you about. You'd be surprised when you get quiet and listen, and he may give you the answer to your battle. God will never leave you nor forsake you. Remember that. Remember once you asked him into your heart, you became royalty. You're a child of the king. You are not a nobody. You are not worthless. And just because you may not be doing a lot within the church, acts is no family. You're still precious cargo. You're still a, a member of the body of Christ. God, is, God does not love Sister Tapa more or Brother Larry more or Sister Karen or Shelby, because they're playing instruments, or Brother Larry and them. He don't love them anymore. He don't love me anymore because I ain't singing. He loves me just as much as he loves you. But he loves you as much as he loves me. He is no respecter person. We as Christians need to realize, and the devil's trying to get us down and beat us down, that we do not have to take that. Amen. Go into the enemy's camp and take back what he stole from you. Amen. And we need to stir ourselves, y'all. We need to wake up. There's so many songs. Think about the enemies can't go back to the enemy. Take back what he stole from me. Amen. Wake up the master within us. The master's still there, but we're letting he's sleeping because we're not stirring him. You ever have been with those of you that fall asleep in church? Amen. It got quiet. Next thing you know, you're asleep. Same thing happens with God. He probably falls asleep because we got quiet. We're not seeking Him like we need to seek Him. When's the last time you tell you, you witnessed to somebody and told them how good God is? How good God is? Mm -hmm. Think about it. When's the last time you reached out to somebody that was in need and helped them? Hmm. Think about it. Hey, this, this stuff is hitting this old girl. I'm not going to start rubbing down rabbit holes because I'm about through what God gave me, but I just want to say, if you don't do nothing else today, remember, no matter what valley you're going through or what darkness you're facing, there is a light. You are not alone. You are worthy because you are a child of the King. And nobody in this facility is better than anybody else. We're all equal. And I guarantee you, anybody here that's tough, I know Brother Ian would tell you, he don't consider himself be any better than the rest of us. He's our pastor, he's our shepherd, but he still considers us just as valuable to this church as he is. Little John has stepped up and doing, he's doing a wonderful job. And I, I think about it, because I remember when he was a little type running around the church, you know, he wasn't running around the church, but going to the church and doing the 
plays with the kids and stuff. And I thought, man, look at him now. Amen. Me and Sister Melissa was talking about this morning. Look at the young people we got now. It's our next generation. All of our younger kids that we're here now are married, have kids, and grown up like little John. We got our next generation we need to work on. Amen. As long as we seek God and pray, God can fill this house with hungry souls. And that's what we need to be praying. I was praying those days, Lord, help us. And I said, don't fill our church with this. Anybody, I'm not tonight, listen to me when I say this. Fill it with people that's hungry for your word. Feed it with people who want to go to the master's table and be fed. Amen. You can have to let anybody come in and then just come in just to get a number. We don't need that. We need to come in and, and, and be hungry and seeking the word of God, seeking the food from the master's table. Amen. And he's going to do it. It's coming. Y'all get ready. No, I, I, I thought about it too. I said, Lord, I'm just me. I'm only one person. But it only takes one match to start a fire. It only takes one match to get the fire going. And that's what God wants me to do. That's what I'm going to do. And that's why I'm praying that everyone here say, I want to be that match. I want to start that fire. People will see it. We And most of the time, you don't even have to brag about it because God is going to flow out those doors. And people are going to feel there's something going on in Jesus' Lord. Because why? We serve the master. He's the same master here as he is in any place else. He's no respected person. And that's what we need to realize. Be that match. Be that match to light that fire. Be that match that when people come to you, maybe they'll be afraid to strike that fire and don't catch it. You know what I'm saying? Since Ray, you've seen that cup, um, my cup, the overflowing, drinking from my saucer. That's what we need to be. We need to be overflowing so much that it's in our saucer and it's splashing out on people. So we need, need that fire. Really. I don't want to be afraid to get too close because I'm afraid they'll catch that fire. Because when they do, I'm going to chase them down. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to, I'm going to touch them. I want to see people on fire for God. I want me to be on fire for God. Amen? Amen. That's all I got.